Discover personally how the word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. The teachings that that comes, amen. Uh, Bible says he does nothing except by his word. So one of the main ways to know what God is doing or what to do is the word he gives to you, the word you receive. Bible says there's nothing in existence that was not created by the word. Amen. Amen. So when my word is sent forth, it doesn't come empty and amen. So I know that, amen. So today, I want you to open your heart and receive the word, amen, with all your heart. By the way, Sunday we are baptizing, amen. Next week Sunday, we are going to have, amen. We are going to have baptism, amen, at Tonti Heat Pond, amen. The time is 4 p.m., amen. So all are invited. We are going to baptize four of us. Amen. Amen. So we thank God. Amen. Amen. And also Tuesday we are fasting, isn't it? This Tuesday we are fasting for marriages. Amen. That God should bring marriages. People should marry. Amen. Amen. Those who want to marry should marry. And also against divorce. Amen. Amen. And marriages. We are happy for that prayer point. Yeah, it's a good prayer for him. Why not? <laughs> it is not good for man to live alone. <laughs> Amen. So he, he made man what? A helper. Praise the Lord Jesus. So we thank God for that. Today, that what I'm teaching about is the dangers of half obedience. The dangers of half obedience. Amen. Uh, the Lord said to me, an issue came up, then he said to me, it's because of their half-obedience. That's all I heard, because of their half-obedience. And as usual, I always tell people, when the Lord speaks, then he opens my understanding. So he speaks a word, just a word, a sentence, many a times to me like that. But then he opened my understanding that it would be like he spoke in a whole book to me. Amen. So the moment he said that to me, he opened my understanding and straight up I could see it in the Bible. The dangers of half obedience. What do I, what do I mean by half obedience? Many Christians are not walking in obedience. But they don't know. They think they are walking in obedience. The reason why they think they are walking in obedience is because they are obeying certain things of God. But you'd be surprised to know that obeying some things of God, as far as God is concerned, as far as the spirit is, world is concerned, it is like nothing. You are the same as the one who is not obeying. In fact, sometimes it's even dangerous to you 
Sometimes the one, sometimes the one who is not obeying is better off than you who are obeying half and half. And this is what the Lord wants me to bring to our attention this morning. You see, that's why I say I know that God wants to bless us. He really wants to bless us. Amen. So today I'll show you from the Bible maybe two or three people for us to understand clearly and see the dangers of what? Half what? Disobedience. Because what obedience does is the moment you begin to renew, the moment you begin to obey, obey what happens in reality is like your obedience begins to move you forward. Your obedience, begin, your obedience begins to put you on a path. So the moment you stop obeying, you get halted. You, you don't make progress again. Amen. Praise the Lord. And many people, they obey, they obey, and as they obey, they progress, they get on, and they get to a place and they stop obeying. Then you see that it looks like it is in vain that they have been what? Obey is because of half obedience. It's very dangerous. The reason why I say it is very dangerous is when you are obeying half, it is easier to think you are obeying. So you, it is, it's, it's not, it's, if you are not careful, you never repent or obey fully. Whereas the one who is not obeying knows I'm not obeying and knows he has to start what? Obeying. That, that is very dangerous. Very dangerous. Amen. For you to really understand what I'm saying, in fact, you will understand it deeper. Let's say sometimes you have a child, you say, don't drink, don't steal, don't smoke, and the child has obeyed, does not do that thing. But the child gets to a place and say, you have to wake up early and look for a job. The child will not do it. So even though the child is not drinking, not smoking, uh, not stealing, he's broke. He doesn't get job. Because, you see, he's obeyed to a path, but he has stopped what? Obeying. He's not obeying. Get up early and start looking for what? Job. And make sure you apply for three jobs every day. Please, you understand. So, half obedience is extreme what? Dangerous. Very extreme. And I'll show it to you. And you also understand that God considers half obedience as a disobedience. Amen. So many of us, when we become born again, it's like we stop sinning. So the father we stop sinning, we think we are in obedience. No. There are many people who are not Christian. They don't do certain things because they know it is wrong. There are many people who are not Christian. They will not commit adultery. They will not still. They know it is wrong. Isn't it? They will not. So sometimes it's good that you stop sinning, but then apart from you stop those sinning, there's a lot of areas of God that you are in what? This what? Obedience. And it's very dangerous to you. You might not make what? A progress. So we are going to look at it in what? The Bible. But first, two scriptures I want us to read before we look to remind ourselves. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. Romans chapter 15 verse 4. Romans chapter 15, 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 
verse 4. Mm -hmm. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. So it said, Amen. everything that was written in the past was written to what? Teach, teach us. us. Let's not forget that to us, of course, Genesis is our past, Psalms is our past, but Matthew is also our past, isn't it? Revelation is also a past. So the scriptures say everything that has been written down in this book is to teach us. It is not in vain. Mm. It's to teach us. Why? Because the, the words that, anything that has been written in this has eternal principle. It's eternal. It doesn't pass. Amen. Like many people would think, uh, don't get me wrong, uh, because I've come across a couple of people that the sound, the question they ask, they think this lesbianism, gayism, they think it's a new thing that has come. No, it's old. It's very old. The reason why I know many people think, or they can say, all oh, of a sudden there's an increase in this. Why? It's there a long time. Just that now it's come public. And now social media make it easier for you to see. Amen. So it's everything written down was written down what? To teach us to teach us. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Amen. 2 mm -hmm. Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Mm -hmm. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Amen. So he said all scriptures is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, Amen. correcting, training. So every scripture right from Genesis to Revelation has been put down by God to teach you something. To teach you something about life, about himself, about truth, about anything. Not the word scriptures. And not the word everything written in the past. It didn't say some things. Yeah. It didn't say 90%. But everything. And also all what? Scriptures. I can even show you, teach you when you even the genealogy of Jesus, I can show you the importance of it. You know, that when, not mind when you read Matthew, two of the books say, Jesus was born from this father, father. There's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah. Because, see, Jesus did not come from the father's lineage. He came from the mother's lineage. So because of that, there are two genealogy. Amen. But basically, I'm trying to say that there are reasons for that. Everything has. Mm -hmm. Amen. So as we look at this truth, realize that you are being what? Taught by mm -hmm. the Lord. Amen. Amen. Dangers of half obedience. First Samuel chapter 9, verse 15. We'll read to the 17. So in Samuel, first Samuel, there was a king called King Saul. And we see that this king was called by God himself, was anointed by God himself. And there was a time that God sent him. And he went, he went to obey it. Amen. Amen. And he thought he has obeyed because in reality, he went to, he mm. did it. But then there were, we will say, there were a few things he did not obey. Mm. But then you see that that led because of that, he lost out. Mm -hmm. And not only did he lose out, 
we see also what God took his half disobedient to be. Mm. Amen. Amen. First Samuel chapter 9, 15 to 17. First, first mm-hmm. Samuel 9, 15 to 17. Mm-hmm. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, anoint him ruler over my people Israel. He will deliver, deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. I have looked on my people, for their cry has reached me. When Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him, This is the man I spoke to you about. He will govern my people. Amen. Amen. The reason why we read this is I want you to know that King Saul was chosen by God Mm. himself. King Saul never dreamt to be a king. God himself chose him. And God himself anointed him. He was called. Man of God. Because sometimes it is easier to think Saul wasn't a man of God. He was a man of God. Saul didn't come to power because he wanted to. God called him, chose me. If I were read the account, God manipulated him into the king's, uh, the prophet's what, house. So what we said, God what, anointed him as what? King. Now look at the same first Samuel. But let's read the 15, 2 to 3. Amen. We are looking at the dangers of half obedience. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 2 to 3. So, and many Christians don't see glory and will not see glory mm-hmm. because of this, because of yeah. their half obedience. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. First Samuel 15, 2 to 3. Mm-hmm. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel. When when they waylaid them as they came up from Egypt. Now go, attack the Amalekites and totally destroy all that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says God called his king, the one he chose and anointed. And he said, listen, I want to punish for the Amalekites for what they did against you people. Mm-hmm. So go Go, you are the king. Mm. Go, lead your people and go and with them. Mm. Destroy mm. everything. Do not let anything leave. Approach them, tear them down. And God went on to say, listen, do not even let the animals, what, leave. Because it said, and what, cattle and sheep, camels mm. and what, dogs. Mm. Say, do not spare them, put to death. Clear instruction. Mm. So go and kill every living Mm-hmm. that belongs to the Amakites, mm-hmm. that are Amakites. It, it's a simple instruction. Yeah. And you see that when you read the 4 to 5, let's read it, you will see that Saul did obey it. Mm-hmm. Read it for me, please. Um, verse 4 to 5. Mm-hmm. So Saul summoned the men and mustered them at Telaim, 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 from Judah. Saul went to the city of Amalek and set an ambush in the ravine. Amen. Amen. So you see that Saul did not say, I wouldn't go. He went. Yeah. He went to Amalite. If you continue to read, he went to what? Fight them. Amen. Mm-hmm. As God has what? Sent him. So you can see what? Obedience there, isn't it? Now look at the 7 to 9. Then Saul attacked the Amalekites all the way from Havilah to Shur, near the eastern border of Egypt. He took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive, and, and all his people he totally destroyed with the sword. 
But Saul and the army spared Agag and the best of the sheep and cattle, the fat calves and lambs, everything that was good. These they were unwilling to destroy completely, but everything that was despised and weak, they totally destroyed. So Amen. He went to the war, he killed all the people, but he left out one person, only what? The mm-hmm. king. Mm-hmm. So at least he killed thousands of people, mm-hmm. but he left out only the king. And Bible says he took out what the best things, things that are good, the best meaning. So he killed some and he what? He left some. Amen. Is this obedient or disobedient? Disobedient. Why? He went, he killed, he left one. Okay, look at the 13 to 15. Amen. Okay. The reason why we are reading the 13 to 15, you will see that Saul, as far as he believed, he had obeyed mm. God. Mm. Read it for me, 13, 15. When, so you, you've said your yes. verdict, but look at what Saul also think. Mm-hmm. When Samuel reached him, Saul said, the Lord bless you, I have carried out the Lord's instructions. But Samuel says, what then is this bleating of sheep in my ears? What is this lowing of cattle that I hear? Saul answered, the soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They spared the best of the sheep and cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God, but we totally destroyed the rest. Wow. Amen. So Saul believed he had what? Mm-hmm. Obeyed. Because when he went, when mm-hmm. Prophet Samuel said, listen, wow. I've obeyed it. I've obeyed one. And someone said, no, you haven't. I can see sheep. And he said, no, this, the soldiers, these are what? The best, but we destroy everyone. Amen. But what, how did God see his partial obedience? The same 10 to 11. We want to see how God saw it. What was God's take on it? Amen. Uh-huh. 10 to 11. Mm-hmm. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. Samuel was angry and he cried out to the Lord all that night. So note, he went to kill everyone and left only one person, the king. And he also went to destroy all the animals, everything, and brought some. When you read it, it said for sacrifice. But how was it? Did God say he has done well? According to God, he says Samuel has rather what? Turn from him and not carry out his instruction. So his partial obedience, God did not see it as partial obedience. God did not see it as obedient. But God saw it as his turn away from him. And he's also disobeyed him. He, he had an excuse. He had a reason, isn't it? Because he said, he said the soldiers, this, the ones we left are for what? The soldiers. And if you continue to read, there's a place that I said he brought it for sacrifice to God. You see, he brought it for sacrifice to God. Look at it, 1721. 17 to 21. Mm -hmm. Samuel said, although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointing you king over Israel. And he sent you on a mission saying, go and completely destroy those wicked people, the Amalekites. Wage war against them until you have wiped them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you not pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? And the name of Saul's... Oh, sorry. 
But I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agag, their king. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God in order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gilgal. So when someone was telling him, listen, you did not obey God. He said, I did obey God. I mm. went, I went. I destroyed everything. Yeah. I brought only the king. And what did he say? He said, the sheep, we brought it to sacrifice to God. Yeah. To God. So he had an excuse. In fact, he thought he had a perfect excuse, a tangible excuse. He said it. And he was even arguing with what? The prophet of God. But what was the instructions? Kill all. Mm. So are we saying, or is he saying that God does not know that he needs offerings and sacrifice? Mm. In other words, God is a fool. No, that's what it means. Mm. Because God doesn't know he needs sacrifices. Mm. So you could see, he thought he has obeyed, and in fact, he has what? Obeyed. But we realize that his obedience, God considered it wow. as what? His turn away. And read the 22 to 25. You see that God considered his disobedience as a rejection of his word, his partial disobedience. Yeah, yeah. Not he went to, he killed many. Yeah, yeah. He destroyed many. Yeah. Mm. But you see that he did not obey complete all. No. Please read it. But Samuel replied, Does mm-hmm. the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? Mm-hmm. To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I violated the Lord's command and your instructions. I was afraid of the men. So what the, so two lessons we are learning there. His disobedience was considered as what? Rejection. rejection. His wow. partial disobedience was considered as what? Rejection. Even though he had tangible excuse and reason. That sounded good. That's like he's even doing God a favor. But it was considered as rejection of the word of God. Apart from the earlier one that he has turned back from what? God. But then God gave us a principle. He said, to obey. To obey is better than sacrifice. (laughs) To obey is that simple. To obey is better than sacrifice. And what happened? Because of his partial obedience, what happened to him? He lost his kinship. Look at the 26. But Samuel said to him, I will not go back with you. You have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you as king over Israel. Why did Amen. God reject him as king? Because he has rejected the word of God. Yeah. How did wow. the word of God did say, I will not go? Mm. He went, but did not yeah. obey fully. He obeyed Amen. partially. In his case, because of his partial obedience or disobedience, he lost his kinship. He lost it. What, in your case, what is your partial obedience Mm -hmm. making you to lose? What is your partial obedience making you to lose, in your case? 
because it is easier to be living disobedience to God whilst you think you're obeying because you are obeying some. I've come across many Christians that seem to have their own gospel, yeah. their own way of serving God. Yeah. Meanwhile, God has his way. He is God. He's very wise. He knows exactly what he says. In fact, even we humans, in a certain sense, we know what we want. Isn't it? We know what we want. One, 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 one uh, brother, the wife gave him food, chicken. He didn't really eat the chicken. Because the wife knew how he wanted it, how he likes the chicken. They've married for years and they brought the chicken in a different way. So the husband didn't eat, he didn't like it. He didn't like it, he didn't eat it. Nothing personal. He doesn't like it like that. You know, KFC chicken, some people go for it, they have to remove all the skin. Some eat the skin. They don't like it. You can't force them. <laughs> ah, he's not a child, it's a message. <laughs> He just doesn't like it like that. It's, it's that simple. Even sometimes, even our hairstyles and our clothes, sometimes we, one, one brother was telling the wife, oh, wear it like this, I like it like this. The wife said, I don't like it like this. I prefer it like this. Simple. Amen. So God, God consider his partial obedience. He obeyed him, but partially as what? Disobedient. And as a mm. rejection. Mm. And because of that, he lost his kinship. He lost the authority, the power, the anointing, the place that God what, gave what, to him. He lost it. He went. He did his best. He had legitimate what, excuse and reason. He said, oh, the first reason, the soldiers, you know, they've worked hard. And also, I've, this is to sacrifice to what? God. And I've killed everybody. I just brought only the king to show. You know, play game with the king, you know, poke him every now and then. If I've killed thousand plus, why this one? I said, because you've rejected my word. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you, that partial disobedience is very deadly very deadly and that is why many of us we've lost and we are losing what is due to us if we want it from god no this is towards god towards god it's not a game it's not gimmicks it is real in fact you can't cook anyhow and expect the food to turn out how you want it does it work like that <laughs> one day i was cooking long time ago I won't say it. Mm. I won't say it. <laughs> I cook very nice chicken. Very nice chicken. I cook very nice chicken. When they came, they didn't eat the chicken. Because they say, I have boiled the chicken with oil. It's so good. Because according to the oil wasn't... Um, hot enough and I put the chicken in. So, me myself, I saw that the chicken did not come up. How, when they do it, how it comes up. Oh, no. But this, it was edible. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
You see, I missed the timing. So it didn't come out how it was supposed mm. to come out. I, I, all along, as they've been doing, I didn't know there was a certain temperature. I mm. thought, just hot oil, just dip mm. it in. So instead of frying, cook the oil, cook the chicken. Mm. Amen. So you, you, you cannot do things anyhow. So with King Saul, his partial obedience so, caused him to lose his mm. what? Kinship. He saw it as I've obeyed all. You saw him argue, but God saw it as you've rejected my word. I didn't say that's what the Bible mm. says. And you've turned back from me. Mm. And this truth is littered throughout the Bible mm. clearly. So if you are a Christian, you are dealing with God and you want from God, you have to have one mind. That you obey fully, fully. Amen. See, there's an aspect of the Ten Commandments, eh, not the Ten Commandments, the, the scripture that we call what? Uh, the great what? The scripture we use for evangelism, I've, I've forgotten how we call it. I don't call it like that. The Great Commission. Th- there's an aspect of the Great Commission that we always miss out. Because I always tell people that Jesus' words are very simple, very straightforward, that if you are not careful, you will not believe it. Because it's not complicated. It's so plain to the extent that many cannot bear it. Very mm. plain. Because men like complicated things. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Look, let me read it to you. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Amen. So you see that in Jesus, regarding the great commandment, regarding our, I say, great commission, regarding our salvation, was clear about this. Mm-hmm. But just that it's so plain, it's just as so plain that mm-hmm. it, takes, it takes meditation on it to grasp it. That's how plain. Mm-hmm. We have a book in the words of the master. It's a very good book to read, mm-hmm. what Jesus said. And today we can't really preach about not like we can't preach, but many people, when we preach what Jesus said word to word, they, they, they can't stand it. Hmm. They can't. It's Jesus who said, unless your righteousness is Makes higher sense. than that of the Pharisees. Yeah. Higher than that of the Pharisees. So if I begin to show you the Pharisees' righteousness, and Jesus said, your own must be higher than his own. Yeah, it is Jesus who said, now just intention to, you've done it. Intention to, you've done it. Intention to, you've done it. Yeah, Jesus said it. Mm-hmm. He said, now you take a woman, in, you look at the woman, you are, you've committed it. Intention to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you've yeah. done it. Aha. Amen. Read it for us, please. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Mm-hmm. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. So the Great Commission, mm. Jesus said we are to teach them what? Everything. Wow. Mm. So meaning Christian must be taught what? Everything. Wow. Why yeah. everything? Because you are to obey mm. everything. But we, we missed that part in the Great Commission. Yeah. Everything. Because Why? Total half disobedience is no good. And in fact, it will be dangerous to you. Moses, Moses, great man of God, we all know Moses. He didn't make it to the promised land. 
Why? Because God said Moses disobeyed him. And because of his disobedience, Moses has obeyed, obeyed, but because of his partial obedience, he didn't make it to the promised land. He, he didn't make it. And the Bible said, Moses even tried to pray. He prayed about it, begged God about it. And God even warned him not to mention it again. And I'll show it to you. Let's read it. Amen. Numbers chapter 27 to 8. We are looking at the dangers of what? Partial or the obedience. So you mm-hmm. see Christians, they go to church. Or you see Christians, they don't go to church because they say you don't need to go to church to be a Christian. Of course, you don't need to go to church to be a Christian. But a Christian must go to church. If you don't belong to a church, you are living in disobedience. Mm. Because it said, do not forsake the gathering of the saints. It said, we must all appear him once a week for a holy convocation. Mm. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Please read it for us. Numbers 27. Mm-hmm. The... 20, 20, Numbers chapter 27 to 8. And now when you are teaching people to be full obedience, they, now they have a word, you are being legalistic, they say. You are being religious. No. 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 Everything that was written down is to teach us. Numbers 20. Ronaldo, I thought you were putting Numbers on the screen. Numbers 27 to 8. Yes, 7 the to Lord, 8. The Lord said to Moses, mm-hmm. Take the staff, and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will pour out its water. You will bring water out of the rock for the community, so they and their livestock can drink it. Amen. Amen. So they wanted water. Mm-hmm. And God said to Moses, that go to the rock. And he said, speak what? To the rock. And the rock will what? Bring forth what? Water. And you see, Moses did what? Obey it. Let's read the 9 to 11. 9 to 11. Yes. So Moses took the staff from mm-hmm. the Lord's presence, just as he commanded him. No, he, just as he commanded him. Uh-huh. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock. And Moses said to them, listen, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out and the community and their livestock drank. Amen. So Amen. God said to Moses, go and speak to the rock and water will come. And Moses did obey. He went to the rock. But instead of speaking to the rock, he rather what hit the rock and water came out. So you could see that he has what? Obeyed. But you see that he has obeyed what? Partially, because he did not speak what to the rock. He rather hit the rock. In his case, he also he rather introduced something to the word of God. <laughs> Do you get it? Yeah. In his case, not only did he disobey partially, he also added something. There was no place God said, but he hit the rock. And the water came. But how did God consider this? Numbers 27, 
12 to 14. We want to see what, how God considered it. Amen. Numbers mm -hmm. 27, 12 to 14. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go up this mountain in the Abiram range and see the land I have given the Israelites. After you have seen it, you too will be gathered to your people as your brother Aaron was. For when the community rebelled at the waters of the desert of Zin, both, both of you disobeyed my command to honor me as holy before their eyes. These were the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the desert of Zin. So Amen. Moses, God asked Moses to speak to the rock mm. and Moses hit the rock. Yeah. And how did God consider it? He said God considered disobedient mm. of what? Yeah. His command to honor Amen. him as holy. Amen. So as far as God was concerned, Moses disobeyed him and did not honor him as holy. Not because he didn't go. He went, but he didn't speak. Partial obedience. God considered it as what? Obedient, disobedient. And as what? A dishonor. The same Numbers chapter 20 verse 12. It's clearer there. Verse 12. In Numbers 20 verse 12, you see that God increased it. God, all this is showing us how disobedient God sees it. Mm. How partial obedient God considers it disobedient. Yeah. Amen. Mm. And in Moses' case, not only disobedient, but also did not honor him as what? Holy. Holy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Numbers 20, verse 12. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I give them. Amen. God also considered it as yeah. they did not trust him. Wow. So he's not obeying for God considering lack of trust and lack of honor and also disobedience. God, listen, Moses, the only person that saw the form, he didn't see, uh, he didn't see God. And he saw the back of God. The Bible said to him, more is given. More is what? Expected. Moses spent 40 days with the Lord. No food, no water. And Bible said when he came, face was shining. His face. That means he was so close to God that his face was reflecting the glory of God. One man has got close to God. So God expects him to do better. I used to have a friend, a prophet, he like when, just as I was giving the teach of preaching, uh, teaching, he was giving the prophetic gift. And I used to marvel, I used to, because I, I said, because when we pray, when we finish praying, I used to, there was a season, every midnight we prayed together. And we say, oh, so the angel, got this angel, and this person, and this person, and this spirit appear here. I used to think that, ah, but then he, he, he disobeys the word of God and not only disobeys the word of God, he takes it for granted. And I used to think that, ah, if truly you see angels, are you not even supposed to obey the word of God? Because if you see, means the thing is very real. Yeah. Walking by faith. You are also walking by what? Sight. So are you not even wow. supposed to believe in Dandos? Wow. But his life was opposite. Oh, wow. it's true. His life was opposite. And today, I don't even know where he is. I don't even know where he is. Amen. Praise the Lord. I think it's my, oh, 
Yeah, maybe the battery is going low. Yeah. So I can use another mic if there's the need arises. Amen. Amen. So you see that God says that not only have they what dishonor him, but also they did not trust him by not by obeying his word partially. Partially. Look at the same the state, the, the case again in Deuteronomy chapter 32, 48 to 52. 48 to 50, Deuteronomy. Yeah. Chapter 32, 48 to 52. Deuteronomy chapter 32, 48 to 52. Amen. You are looking at the dangers of partial Amen. what? Obedience. Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy. 32, mm-hmm. 48 to 52. Mm-hmm. On that same day, the Lord to- told Moses, go up into the Abiram range to Mount Nebo in Moab, across from Jericho and view Canaan, the land I'm giving the Israelites as their own possession. There on the mountain that you have climbed, you will die and be gathered to your people, just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. This is because both of you broke faith with me in the presence of the Israelites at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the desert of Zin, and because you did not uphold my holiness among the Israelites. Therefore, you will see the land only from a distance. You will not enter the land I'm giving to the people of Israel. Amen. So, so you see the same case. God wow. considered his partial disobedience. Yes. So you broke faith with wow. me. So not only did he not trust in the Lord, but he also broke faith in the Lord. Wow. No, that's how God considered his. Because God brought up the case again. He said, because of that, you broke faith in me. He went. He went to the waters. Mm. But he was meant to what? Yeah. speak and he hit. To me, I use nothing. To me, I use glory because the water still came. But to God, Moses has disobeyed him. Moses has broke faith with him. Moses did not trust him. Moses has dishonored him before his people. God was concerned about his people. And for Moses, what did this partial obedience cost him? He didn't make it to the promised land. We just read it. It says, for that you will not make it to the promised land. So the expected end, he did not get, meet the expected end from the Lord because of his partial obedience. I don't know what your promised land is, what expected end you want from God. But we've seen that Moses, because of his partial obedience, did not get the result of the expected end. And the thing, it really hurt Moses. Oh yeah, the thing really hurt Moses. But the key now is, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. God said, your eyes will see. It's a proverb that we use, but your feet will not touch it. (laughs) Me and you, we say this is nothing. But disobedience is disobedience. Yeah. When when you read it, yes, Moses, Moses said, let's read it, Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 23 to 27. He said, he spoke to God about the case. In other words, he prayed about it and God said to him, don't mention this again. Yeah, don't bring yeah. this issue up again. Mm-hmm. God warned him never to mention it again. Mm-hmm. Years ago when I read this, I just broke down. Wow. And tears just began to come. Wow. 
But the, 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 what amazed me myself was I, I, I didn't see God wicked. I, I just saw him holy, holy, wow. holy. Holy means he has his ways. He's set apart. Yeah. Read it and look at what Moses himself said. Deuteronomy 3, 23 to 27. Mm -hmm. At that time I pleaded with the Lord, Sovereign Lord, you have begun to show to your servant your greatness and your strong hands. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who could do the deeds and mighty works you do? Let me go over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, that fine hill country and Lebanon. But because of you, the Lord... God, the Lord was angry with me and would not listen to me. That's enough, the Lord said. Do not speak to me anymore about this matter. Yeah. So God was angry with him because of that case. Wow. And said, that's enough. Don't, don't pray this prayer again. Mm. God can tell not to pray a prayer again because he wouldn't wow. do it. You've wow. just read it. Yeah. We saw it with, is it Apostle Peter or Paul? He said three times I sought the law on this. And he said, no, by my grace... Is sufficient. I mean, I won't, I won't do anything about it. <laughs> and say, so, yeah. So he sought God on it. But God said, that is enough. Enough prayer. You've prayed about this too much. You can't, I won't do anything. Don't even pray again about it. <laughs> and say, because of you. It was because of them. Because Moses was annoyed. But he, he was supposed to fear God and think about God. So we see that Moses too, because of partial obedience, because he went. He took the staff and went. And in Moses' case, <laughs> he introduced something. Amen. And you see many, I've come across many people, and they say, uh, I meet many people, thank God for Jesus' dancer campaign. Your church, do you do first, uh, first fruit, and they say, you know, our church, we do first fruit, I do first fruit, and I ask them, do you tithe? And so, no, I don't tithe, I do first fruit. There's no way in the Bible mm -hmm. that teach categorically clear that you are to give first fruit. Even though first fruit, there's nothing wrong with it. If anything, tithe is also a first fruit. But there's a teaching clearly in the Bible that you are to tithe on your increase. And you say you are doing first fruit. <laughs> Hey, yeah. Like some one of the things many people tell me is like, oh, I say, do you, because do you go? I want to know pers the person. Oh, what church do you belong to? Oh, I don't go to church. I go when when the Lord want me to go. Some mm -hmm. will even say, oh, I came because God say I, I should come. They will tell you I came to church because God said I should come, and they say it as if that means something. No, no, no. It's total failure. It means you are a baby. For God to tell you to come to church before you go means you're a baby. No, it's true. Imagine if I had to tell Rhoda to brush her teeth before she brushed her teeth. Hasn't she got problem? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's the truth. Hasn't she got problem? Ah, because it's clearly in the Bible. Yeah. He said, he said, obedient is better than sacrifice. Than sacrifice. And King saw unto God saw it as rebellion. Because he said, rebellion is as the sin of what? So sometimes they say, then it, I, I marvel. They don't know. 
They don't know God. You, you can only know God by the word. I come across people say, hey, as for me, God talks to me the way God deals with me. And all their life is opposite what the Bible teaches. It's not God. God is one. They say, here, Israel, the Lord thy God is one. Yes, yes, His ways yes, are yes, one. Yes. Amen. 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 So Moses didn't make it to his promised land because of partial <coughs> obedience. Yeah. That's why I say it's dangerous. Yeah. That's why I say it's dangerous. Amen. If you want the glory, if you want to see God, embrace everything. <laughs> and they say, many say, if I don't go to church, God understands. Eh? Okay. It's you. It's you. He does not understand because you mm-hmm. don't miss work. Mm. Yeah. Wow. If you don't go to where will your work understand you? Yes. We, there's a lot of things we've said to ourselves. Uh, that's why I say God wants to bless us. God, this, when God wants to bless you, He brings teachings that will correct things that are hindering the blessing. The blessing. The blessing. Don't be partial in obedience to God. And many of us, we know how we are supposed, but we make excuses. We say things to ourselves, you know, like so. I brought it to sacrifice. Sacrifice to God. (laughs) To God. Nice thing. Beautiful. It makes sense. Did they ask you to bring some to sacrifice? Wow. Do you know better than God? Wow. No. Does God follow you or you follow God? Obedience. Don't be passionate. Decide you obey what? Fully. Look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 18. What Jesus said in connection to Moses 1. Not, not uh, specific, but there's a scripture that Jesus talks about we obeying all the scriptures and yeah. to the extent that we are not allowed to add anything or yes. remove anything from it. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, 18 to 19. Matthew chapter 5, 18 to 19. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear. Not the smallest letter. This is the words of Jesus. <laughs> From the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands... If and you set aside Amen. one of what? The least. Meaning if you think this Amen. is a small thing. Mm. The thing you think is a small thing, so you are not obeying or you are procrastinating the command. Anyone who set aside one of yeah. what? Did this one of the one least, of the least. Uh-huh, what will happen? And teaches and teaches others accordingly will mm-hmm. be called least in the kingdom of heaven. You will be least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. The least. Amen. So if you think it is least, yeah. see, one sister said to me. I don't remember because many people have said that to me. But if I'm sure if I'm wrong, the sister can correct me. She's here. She said to me, when, she, when I came into contact with her in the church, something I said, you have to pay your tithe. It blah, blah, blah. She said, I pay tithe. I even give more than, more than the 10%. And I said, you are lying. I said, he said, no, she said, sorry, she said, she doesn't pay tight, but she gives more than 10%. I said, you are lying, you know. 
Because if truly you give more than 10%, why are you not giving 10%, obey, obeying God? And normally it's a phrase that people use. Because then you are abnormal. You are abnormal. And, and that was it. But later, later on, the sister told me, you know, when you told me that it's true, I didn't pay tithe, but I lied that I even give more than 10%. She told me, yeah. And many people say that. They say that. But the, the thing is, if truly, yeah. truly you give more than 10%, what is preventing you to give that 10%? So obviously, wisdom will teach us it's not true. Because obedience is better than. Mm. God didn't ask you for 15%. And truly, if you are giving 50%, why not give the 10%? And you have to give the five extra. So I'm just saying that, listen, it is obedience. You see, if you think the commandment or the instruction is least, if you think it's least, then he's telling you you'll be least. So there's nothing small. That is why instead of speaking, heat made a difference. Because you would think it is least. At the end, what was the day the water came? Eh, God said, eh, you've dishonored me. They didn't see me holy. You were annoying. You spoke before. You've disobeyed me. You've done this. You've done this. You've... Yeah, that's how you saw it. So what? Disobedient is bad. Or rather, partial what? Obedience is bad. Mm-hmm. Very bad, though. It's dangerous to you. Because it's easier that you not even think of change like me. I've been obeying and I'm obeying. Even I said the scriptures, obeying. Even there was a time that I have to tell myself, listen, the Sabbath is a command. I'm yeah. to obey the Sabbath, just like I'm to obey what? Yes. Thou shalt not what? Commit adultery. Because it's the Sabbath. It's a command. Me, my Sabbath day is Friday. Sunday is my working day. For many people, Sundays are Sabbath. And I have to be disciplined that I obey this. A lot of temptation. Do this, do this. No. Because it's a command. It's a word of God. Honor my Sabbath. It's a day of rest. Not the day. The Sabbath day. We've done teachings on Sabbath. You can't teach it. You see, so I'm obeying it. Mm-hmm. I'm obeying it. Because you will know its effect on your life. And when it happens, you, you could be on your own because it's by disobedience. Yes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a command. It's a command, though. Mm-hmm. Is it part of the Ten Commandments? <laughs> we don't know the Ten Commandments. <laughs> it means if you don't read your Bible. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. You see? Yeah, I have to. I have to. Yeah. Huh? So there's nothing least. God is the one who made your body. And he knows how this body works better. Mm. And he said, have a day of rest. You are lucky, he said, you can even choose any day of rest. Even though the nation has a day of rest. And you, then you think, you, you, uh-huh. but it's, it's the word of God. We have to obey it. Pray without ceasing. It's a command. It's a command. It's a command. Yes. Honor thy mother and thy father. It's a command. It, it doesn't matter who your father or mother, your own, you, is to honor. Yeah. It's a command. When you honor, you can, 
And the Bible says, give honor to who honor is due. When you give the honor due to your mother to somebody, you have failed. When you give the honor due to your pastor to somebody, you have failed. All these are commands of God. All this. So we have to rise, and when it comes to God, we must obey. It's that simple. Amen. I think we have time. I'll show you one more. 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 1 to 2. 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 1 to 2. 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 1 to 2. So all I'm saying today, all the Lord wants you to know is that partial obedience is yeah. deadly. Yeah. It's very deadly. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 1 to 2. Yeah. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus said the Lord, Behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. Amen. So the reason why we read First Kings chapter 13, verse to know that this is a man of God, a full man of God, a prophet. And God sent him and God gave him what? His word to go and prophesy against what? An altar. So what I want you to know now is that this is a true man of God, sent by God himself. Have you seen that all the people you are dealing with now are people of God? Hmm. To him, more is given. Wow. Mm -hmm. mm. So this wow. is a man of God, mm. sent by God. Now let's read the seven to ten. Seven to yeah. ten. Yeah. Thirteen, seven, ten. And the king said unto the man of God, Come home with me and refresh thyself, and I will give thee a reward. And the man of God said unto the king, If thou wilt give me half thine house, I will not go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so was it charged by me by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. So he went another way and returned not by the way that he came to Bethel. Amen. So this man Amen. of God, when he went to prophesy, a lot of things happened, signs and wonders happened. Yeah. Those who tried to catch him, their hand was frozen, yeah. blah, blah. And the king said, come, come to my house, come and, come and eat something. Like the king has accepted him and said, God, mm. when God sent me, he said, I shouldn't eat or drink anything on yeah. this what, land. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't eat or drink anything. So God sent this prophet, man of God, and God told him that he should not what, eat anything or what, drink what, mm. anything. Isn't it clear? Yeah. Now let's read the third, 11 to 15. So this is a great man of God that God has sent, that he has obeyed God. Mm. He's gone. He has prophesied God's word and God has backed it with power. Amen. Mm -hmm. Verse 10, 11 to 15. Yes. 10, the same, no, the same. Okay. First Kings chapter 13. But we are reading the 11 to 15. We read only First Kings. 11 to 15. Mm -hmm. um, 
So we read now, first Kings chapter yes, 13. Yeah. Now, now there dwelt an old prophet in Bethel, and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day at Bethel. The words which he had spoken unto the king, them they told also to their father. And their father said unto them, What way went he in? For his sons had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. And he said unto his sons, Saddle me the ass. So they saddled him the ass, and he rode thereon, and went after the man of God, and found him sitting under an oak. And he said unto him, Art thou the man of God that camest from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said unto him, Come home with me, and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee, neither will I eat bread, nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, Thou shalt eat no bread, nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by way that thou camest. Amen. Amen. So this man of God, the Bible said, another prophet heard what this man of God has done. So this old prophet, meaning he's been a prophet for a while, went and looked for this man of God and said, return back to me, come back with me. Come, let me give you food. Let me, let me give you food to eat and drink to drink. You are a man of God, at least you must eat something. At least you must drink something. And the Bible, the man of God said, no, I cannot. Because God says what? I shouldn't want eat anything or drink anything. Then look at what happened next. The 16 to 19. Amen. Mm -hmm. 1 Kings 13, 16 to 19. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, thou shalt eat no bread nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by way that thou camest. He said unto him, I am a prophet also, as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thy house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. So he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drank water. So the man of God, the Bible yeah. says the prophet told the man of God that yeah. God says, God yeah. says, I should tell you that come and what? Yeah. Eat. We all know that he was lying, but, and the Bible said, when he said that God says, come to me, he went, eat. That's why I said, the word God says, eh? But the man of God wasn't shred, wasn't smart, wasn't wise. If God has asked you not to eat, don't you think, if God wants you to eat, he will tell you to don't you realize even your enemy can come and tell that God say it? <laughs> yeah. So the Bible says he followed the prophet and went to what? It. Yeah. But then what happened? Look at the 23 to 26. 20, um, man one. of God. That title is a very powerful title. <laughs> if I be a man of God, then let fire come from above and consume you. And Bible, is it Elisha or Elijah? And by Elisha, fire what came and what consumed yeah. them. And it came to pass, after mm -hmm. he had eaten bread and after he had drunk, that he saddled for him the ass to wit for the prophet whom he had brought back. 
And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him. And his carcass was cast in the way, and the ass stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass. And behold, men passed by and Amen. Saw, Amen. So this is the end of Amen. the man of God. But how yeah. did God take his um, mm. partial obedience, 20 to 22? 20 to 22. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass, as they sat at the table, that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, for as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, and hast not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but camest back, and hast eaten bread, and drunk water in the place of which the Lord did say to thee, Eat no bread, and drink no water. Thy carcass shall not come unto the, sepul the sepulcher of thy fathers. So the Bible says, God, prophecy came, God said, because he has what? Disobey him by eating. He wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Bread, and when he was going, mm -hmm. he died on the way. A lion yeah. killed him and just left the body. So what his, this, his partial obedience to God led to what? His death. Yeah. His partial yes. What? Yes. obedience. Because he went, he performed, but he ate while they say he should not what? eat. So sometimes your partial obedience kills your marriage, kills your finances, kills your healing kills the prayer or your answered prayer. It kills it. All you have to do is forgive, be forgiving. Because the Bible says forgive one what? Another. Maybe you are not forgiving. Mm. Mm. So the problem, 10 years problem is still there. Yeah. You are harboring it. Because you don't obey that word. Yes. <laughs> it's true you are right, but you don't forgive. So mm. you are full of problems. Because 10 years, 5 years, 2 years, problems, or you are still having it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So this is a man of God. Another time we look at this story, but we look at it from the prophetic angle. Mm -hmm. Today we are only looking at from obedience. That yeah. was his end. Yeah. That was his end. Don't eat. Don't drink there. You yeah. people are lucky. They didn't say don't eat and don't drink at all. Just move to the next, and even school of thought. If anything, if even truly God said that to the prophet, God will not hold you responsible for what somebody say he said, but God will always hold you for responsible for what he what told you. Yes, amen. And God understand it. Mm. Imagine if then anybody can come and say, tell me anything, God says that. In fact, Jesus and Isaac can come across different people, mm. junkies, everything, they kind of say, God say, God say. Oh, yes. We, oh. And even many comments, they use that as like, to, to force you to, God say, God yeah. say, God say, God say, God say, God say. Mm. And especially if it's not in line with the word. So, partial obedience is dangerous. Obeyed what? Partially. But he did not obey what? Fully to the end. It kills what you are supposed to get. Mm. You don't get the expected end. Mm. Because you've obeyed to a point and you've stopped. You've obeyed some and left some. Mm. 
And that is the story of many Christians. Yeah. That is why for many, not all, it appears or looks like God doesn't exist or there's no difference or there's no benefit. But there is. If we obey fully, simple, simple, it's key, it's very important. God is very simple. His ways, it's a path, it's straightforward. Amen. I mean, you could have gone ahead and buy yourself anything you wanted to what? eat. You could say thank you. And guess what? The prophet who lied, nothing happened to him. Because God has in, in, in that respect, he has not obeyed God specifically. Even though the lying is bad. Isn't it? <laughs> so especially those of you that you want to hear from God, those of you that God speaks to you, it's not for fun. If he has spoken to you and you are disobedient, it's at your risk. Oh yeah. That's why me, a lot of things I don't ask God. It's true. I don't. Because listen, God will not hold me responsible. How can I disobey God when he hasn't said anything to me? You, you understand? But when he said to me, then I can disobey. So I prefer, don't tell me where to go. Don't tell me to stay there. Let me choose to be there. <laughs> Just tell me, say, okay, I'll be with you. Than to hear, be there. Be there means when I move from there, I'm in disobedience. Because I said, be there. But if you say, don't worry, choose. I'll be with you. I'm happy. Means tomorrow I can say I'm moving. <laughs> because when God speaks to you, you must obey it. So when people try, so <laughs> don't get me wrong, my father in the Lord is a prophet. He's a prophet to the extent that, no disrespect, he can't even preach. Yes, it's true. I mean, when I say he can't preach, I mean one time, I'm saying this to show that, that he's a prophet. Sometimes he tried to preach and he says, see, God doesn't want me to preach and he'll start the prophetic. That's how deep he is. My mother in the Lord is a prophet, prophetess. In, in her church, she's a Sunday school teacher. She's a prophetess. She doesn't teach nothing. Prophetess. So I'm not against the prophetic. I'm for the prophetic. Even Tuesday, Monday, we pray for the prophetic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm for it. So don't think I'm against them. We'll be operating prophetic service. Amen. So I'm not against it. But what I'm trying to say is when people try to use God's say presumption, imagination, assumption for God. You are kidding yourself. He backs only his word. It is only his word that when sent forth does not come back empty-handed. Not what you say is his word. So please, let's take the word simple and obey. Don't lean on your own understanding. The, the Bible itself, only the Bible interpretates itself. If truly you are seeking the truth, you find it in the Bible. Anything you hear, anything you see, is a confirmation, will be in line with what? The word. It's to throw light on that your personal situation in that moment. But this is the real thing. Many of us, because of our partial obedience, it's like nothing is working for us. Because <laughs> what we don't know that God is even offended because of our partial obedience. Meanwhile, we also think we are trying, we've done better. 
this prophet prophet will say, I went, I went. At least I went and I delivered what? Your word. That's how many of us think. <laughs> but I say, you have eaten. When I said, do not eat them. So we think God should even consider me to be wise. I've thought of him. I've brought him fat, sacrifice, white sheep. But I say, no. Obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. Look at one more scripture. Luke chapter 11, 27 to 28. Jesus again. Luke chapter 11, 27 to 28. When you decide to obey and obey fully, it becomes simple. It becomes simple. It's not difficult. And many a times it is some area. Amen. Don't make excuses for it. Don't be like Saul. When someone was telling him, Amen. Please read for us. Yes. So when Jesus was preaching, the Bible said, a woman hearing the word said, blessed are you. And Jesus said, those who are blessed, blessed are those who hear the word of God. And what? Keep it. Other versions say, keep means obey. Obey it. Other versions say, follow it. So the blessings of God are not for those who know the word, are not for those who see visions or have dreams, but are for those who obey the word. The word. The word. The word. The word. The word. Some people don't do it like you are doing, you are not doing it. Do it. Obey fully. I've come across many older Christians and they sort of have their own religion. Meanwhile, I'm thinking you must rather finish well because the Bible is clear on it. It says, It's the one who finished the race that gets the reward. And the Bible says you finish it according to the rules. So not just finishing, but the way that God has put. So this morning, what am I saying? What is the word of God to us? The word of God to us is we must be determined to obey fully and not to obey what? Partially. Because whenever we obey Partially, we are putting ourselves in harm's way. It is too dangerous for us. It's too dangerous. I know people who they are carrying, they are carrying blocks. You see, they think carrying the blocks like this shows their hard work, and they think those who are carrying it like this are lazy. But you see, what they don't know that they they are breaking their back. Many people, yeah, and two months' time, they can't do that again. Whilst those who are doing it like this, four years' time, still they will be what? Doing it. Many at times, that's why many people relate to God. You are doing your own thing, but no, follow God. 
everything. Don't lean on your understanding. And God will not bring his word down for you. He will never. What is easier for you to do is difficult for me to do. What is easier for me to do is difficult for you to do. So if God is going to bring it down, <laughs> and Jesus said it, he said the scriptures cannot be broken. And say thy word is settled in heaven forever. I don't know what the Lord has spoken to you by this word. I don't know what has provoked in your spirit. I just want you to stand up and begin to pray regarding the scriptures, regarding this teaching. Among other things, ask for total obedience. Ask for God to help you to shed light in the areas of your life in connection to him that you are not in fully obedience. To help you to be in fully obedience, lift up your voice and pray. Ask God to help you. Ask God to help you. For we are to obey. We are to obey. Elema kashakatu masheke to mama ha. Eleba baba yande de 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 ha. Eleka bede de de mama yande de de ha. Eleba baba yande de bruka bede yande de moshe de 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 ha. Elema mama yande de moshe de 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 ha. Eleka baba yande de moshe de 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 ha. Eleba baba baba yande de moshe de 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 ha. Eleba mama yande de moshe de 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 ha. Speak to the Lord to help you to obey, to see the instructions clearly, to understand it clearly, that you obey clearly. Ile mama mama ya de 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 ha, ile mama mama ya de 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 ha, ile mama mama ya de 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 ha. Eko shukuto mama ya de 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 ha. For it is better to obey than to sacrifice. For blessed is the one who obeys the word of God. May God Himself help you to obey fully, to obey all His word. And as you obey His word, may you be blessed. May you be blessed. May you find out that you are better off in obeying His word. Than trying to do things that may look as if you are doing something good for God. In fact, if you obey His word, you end up doing something great for Him. Father, I pray and I ask in the name of Jesus that by Your Spirit, them shed light in the areas of their life that they are not in full obedience to you so that the great Lord will cease. Lord, whatever excuses they have and they are making for the reason why they are not obeying you, Lord, today may those excuses be nullified. Receive it in the name of Jesus. May they come to their senses in connection to obedience to your word and help them obey your word obey your word help them obey your word lord whatever misunderstanding whatever delusions whatever deceptions whatever knowledge or if you understand your knowledge why they are not obeying your word in fully 
Lord, today we denounce it. I ask that deliver them from it. Save them from it. Lord God Almighty, whatever weaknesses they have, why they don't obey your word fully, Lord, help them in that weakness. Change them in that weakness. Lord, also whatever stiff-neckedness, hardened heart that they have, why they are not obeying your word fully, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that circumcise their heart and Lord, loosen their stiff-neckedness. Give them a willing spirit, a willing mind, and let their eyes of their understanding be open to obey your word. Father, help them not to add one dot to your word or take one out of it so that they don't become least in the kingdom. Father, as I teach them everything you give me, may they be doers. May they be doers. And as they do it, oh Elohim, bless them. May they see that they are better off. For blessed indeed is he or she who obey the word of God. Father, as I've asked for them, I ask for myself as well. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for answered prayers. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Someone give the Lord a clap of him. We, we are going to come for our communion. Amen. But we are going to come for our communion. Amen. But we have already received our offerings and tithe. Just in case you came late and your offerings and tithe is not here. As you come for the communion, you can bring your offerings and your tithe. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Where is Winnell? She's on her phone, eh? Thank you, Jesus. We are praying. Father in heaven, I thank you for this communion. Thank you. Father, let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for this blood of Jesus and body of Christ. Today, too, by the authority of the scriptures, we have this communion. Lord, I ask that may this communion be pleasing unto you. Lord, we ask that by this communion today, too, may our eyes be open to the living word. May our hearts be willing to walk by the living word. By this communion, Lord, may your people receive strength. Today I ask that by this immune them, for the government is worried about winter in connection to the COVID, but Lord, may they be immune against it. May all who have this communion, including me, be immune against it. As you've kept us so far, keep us, those, this, keep us forever in the name of Jesus. Lord, as they drink this and eat this, may they be in you, Christ Jesus. And may you be in them. And may they bear fruit in the name of Jesus. So we come for our communion, the body of Christ, the blood of Jesus. And if you have an offering or tithe to bring, you can bring it. So, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? 
Father in heaven, we thank you for this communion. By this communion, we declare and we decree that we are in Christ Jesus. And Christ Jesus is in us. Therefore, by his stripes, we are healed. Receive healing now. Into your bodies now. Into your spirits now. Into your souls now. A cyanide poison goes into a person and he or she is no more the same as this blood of Jesus and body of Christ has gone into you. May you not be the same again for good, for your good, for your benefit, for your plus, for your advantage in the name of Jesus. Because you are in Christ and Christ is you through this communion, go and bear fruit for he is divine and all that are connected to it will be fruitful. Do what you couldn't do before by his power in the Lord. Go and overtake. Go and overcome. Go and obey what you couldn't obey before. Go and progress areas where you couldn't. Go and become in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we thank you for this offerings and tithes. Today, too, we've given to you as a church and as individuals. Father, we ask that may this be pleasing and acceptable unto you. We also ask that receive this with favor and with honor. Lord, by this, may your church be blessed. May there be provision in your house. May your needs be met and may your battles be fought. As it happens, Lord, remember them. Remember them. Remember them. For how would they go unless they are sent? By this they have sent. By this they have sent. So Lord, recognize them as sources. And forever, may those sources not run dry. May their increase open. May their, their savings increase. Give them, each one of them, their own financial wisdom. And Lord, with their income, may they live successfully. May they live in abundance. May they live in sufficiency. Do it by your power. Lord, as you said in Malachi, open the heavens over them and cause their storehouse to overflow. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Someone give the Lord a clap offering. And please be seated, amen. Our time is almost up. We are going to go uh, to announcement. Next week, Sunday, this Sunday on the 3rd, we are baptized. We are having water baptism at Croydon. Uh, sorry, at Tonti Heat Leisure Center. Tonti uh, Heat Leisure Center. The time is 4 p.m. Uh, you are all invited. If you can come, come and support our sister and brothers that what we are baptizing in. So we'll be there 4 p.m. Amen. And now that's the only time they give out for baptism. Amen. So Sunday, amen. Um, Tuesday, we are fasting. Amen. Prayer and fasting. We are not starving, we are fasting. <laughs> fasting means you have to pray. 4 p.m. to 5. So, yeah, but we'll finish before 5, once we finish baptizing. Yeah. And we are fasting. This sun, uh, Tuesday, we are fasting uh, for marriage. <laughs> Amen. Two prayer points. The first prayer point is we want marriages to happen. We want marriages to happen. That's the first prayer. So when I say for marriage, it means we want marriages to happen. So even if you are married, you are praying for those among us who want what? Marry. If you want to marry, you are praying for yourself, you are fasting and praying for yourself that for marriage, and you are asking, you are also praying for anyone who is among us in the church who want to what? Marry. Amen. That God should let there be marriages. Amen. And we are also praying against divorce, that no marriage should ever what? Divorce. Amen. Um, no marriage should ever what? Those who are married among us or when you marry, there should never be what? Divorce. Amen. Pray it fervently for yourself and the church or for the church. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Um, the scriptures that we are standing on, the first topic, we are standing on Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. And Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14. 
So Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22 says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor. So, women, you are praying that you should be found. Amen. And men, you are praying that you should find what? A wife. That is if you want to marry. Amen. And um, praise the Lord Jesus. So, we are standing on this. And the, uh, the second part, the scripture we are standing on is Malachi chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. Malachi chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. Malachi chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. And Matthew chapter 19, 3 to 6. Matthew chapter 19, 3 to 6. Matthew chapter 19, 3 to 6. So in Malachi, say, God says, I hate divorce. So if God hates divorce, we also hate divorce. Amen. And the Matthew 19, verse 3 to 6, that Jesus said that, it is not lawful for a man to what? Separate from what? The wife. Amen. Praise the Lord. So these are the four main scriptures we are standing on to pray for marriages and against what? Divorces. But do not forget, you are not limited to this. Amen. So you must pray fervently. Anything that, I'm, I'm saying it in general, but you must um, tailored it to your needs. Amen. Anything that is preventing your marriage, delaying your marriage, uh, whatever comes into mind, pray fast. Amen. The prayer request is simple. If you want to marry, God should make, if you're a woman, God should cause you to be found, chosen, and married. If you're a man, that you find that woman and marry. Amen. But I expect any man of devotional life church who wants to marry to find a wife here. <laughs> we have all here. Amen. <laughs> Why not? If it's in the house, it's better. <laughs> Amen. So if you're a man, you are praying that you will find. So if you're a woman, you are praying that you will be found. And the men, the women of the, if you are praying for the church, you are praying that the men that want to marry will find and marry. And the woman that wants to marry will be found and chosen to what? Marry. And also you pray against divorce. Amen. Praise the Lord. So always do we meet here 6 p.m. and we what? Pray together about, based on these two subjects. Amen. Uh, fast according to your strength. Amen. You see why I don't say fast 6 to 6? Because when I say that you don't fast, then it's obedient. So I say, you fast according to what? Your, your strength. Uh, to what? Your strength. But don't be what? Lazy. Amen. Don't be lazy. At least. <laughs> don't be what? Lazy. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even understand the question. And but, but you pray fast and you pray to God. And that one is your personal prayer. So it's your personal prayer. Ask. Ask and it shall be given. So ask and let's see. Amen. Uh, yeah. Ask and it shall be. Amen. So, <laughs> why not? Knock and it shall open. I realized when we were in school, the guys that got the boys, the girls were... Guys that were not shy, they approached the girls 
Anyhow, they get the girls. Then I didn't know, but now looking back, that's why they got the girls. <laughs> well, the gentle ones, they are shy, nothing. <laughs> Amen. So, yeah, we praise the Lord Jesus. So we we'll meet and we pray fast according to what? Your strength. Uh, don't be lazy. Amen. We are meant to be fast. God expects us to fast. Do your best and you'll get better. Amen. Someone give the Lord a clap offering. Okay. So we will go. Amen. We will arise and share the grace. Yes, please sit down. Yes. Yes, please come. Romy, we can go off air now. Amen. Mm-hmm. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.